Welcome to Dr. Mo Speaks. You're listening to episode six. The title of this episode is Loneliness. I am your host, Dr. Monique J. Brown. The purpose of Dr. Mo Speaks is threefold. To raise awareness on health issues at the public health level, to address these health issues also at the individual level, and to provide resources that address these health challenges. In this episode, we are going to define loneliness, look at some of the statistics worldwide, and briefly look at some of the research that is ongoing. Dr. Mo Speaks is being broadcasted on Anchor.fm and today's date is March 11, 2019. Dr. Mo Speaks is an extension of Brown Research Consulting, Inc., which is an organization that provides grant writing support, editing support, public health expertise, and research support to individuals, nonprofits, and organizations. So Dr. Mo Speaks is an extension of Brown Research Consulting, Inc., but does not necessarily reflect the views of Brown Research Consulting, Inc. or any other institution that I work for. So let's jump right into it. So do you ever feel lonely? Do you ever struggle with loneliness? Think about it. Okay, and when we think about loneliness, we're not talking about a loner or somebody who enjoys being alone, or there are some introverts who just prefer to always be by themselves and really enjoy um, that situation. So, when we talk about loneliness, we're not referring to being a loner or being alone. Really, when we think about loneliness, we're talking about the disconnect between the social contact and intimacy that you have and that which you desire. So there's a disconnect. So what you are looking for in terms of social contact, social relationships, and intimacy, what you're looking for, you do not have at whatever moment in time, and there's a feeling of loneliness. So that is what we're talking about. And loneliness really is, is, I mean, it's everywhere, okay? It is here, it is in other countries, it is sometimes at home, it is sometimes, sometimes you, you may feel it at the workplace or there are people at your workplace who may struggle with it. So loneliness is everywhere, okay? And when we look at the US, okay, more people in the US are living alone, fewer people are marrying or having children, the average household is shrinking. So these are some of the the factors that may contribute to loneliness. And loneliness has also been um, found to increase the risk for cardiovascular disease, for neurogenerative diseases, also increases risk for cognitive decline, metastatic cancer, and has also shown to weaken the immune system. 
putting putting us at risk for infections so really i mean even though we think about loneliness as more of uh maybe of maybe of a social context it goes beyond that and can impact us mentally and also physically and impact our overall well-being so one question that i wanted to to um, throw out there for you so when you think about loneliness do you think about this as a public health problem or do you think about it as an individual problem okay so let's listen to some of the research that kaiser family foundation um some of the research that they have shared so they found that one in five americans or 22 percent of americans have reported to feel lonely or to feel socially isolated or to experience social isolation 22 percent of people so one in every five people so perhaps in every room that you find yourself in and if there are five people one person in those five people will have experienced loneliness so when we look at the uk the number is 23 percent and in japan it's a little lower at 10 percent so when someone feels lonely they may feel left out they may lack companionship they may feel isolated and half or more of um, half or more people who experience loneliness, they have reported that loneliness has negatively impacted their personal relationships, their physical health, mental health, and has even contributed to financial challenges. People who are lonely or experience loneliness they tend to report fewer confidence people who they can confide in they tend to report few or no relatives living nearby and what we have to remember is that even though loneliness is usually associated with older adults the majority of people in the Kaiser Family Foundation study who reported loneliness were less than 50 years old. So, for example, I do research in, in aging. I do some aging research. And a lot of times when we talk about older people, we always talk about loneliness. You know, as people grow older and, you know, their their children may leave the home, you know, go to college, then they have their own families. Sometimes they will, you know, people as they age, they will lose friends, they will lose their partners. And so when we think about loneliness, we tend to think about older adults, but now we are seeing and and i have actually known that loneliness is not limited to older adults and this study is showing us showing us that majority of people who reported loneliness were less than 50 years old okay so let's go back to the question is loneliness a public health problem or is it an individual problem okay so in the u.s 47% of people thought that it was a public health problem, while 45% thought it was an individual problem. 
In the UK, the numbers were a little different, where 66% thought it was a public health problem and 27% thought it was an individual problem. And in Japan, 52% thought it was a public health problem and 41% thought it was an individual problem. And I really think it's both a public health problem and it's also an individual problem. So perhaps there are things that we can do at the public health level to address loneliness and there's things that we can also do at the individual level to address this issue. When we think about technology, now technology has come a far way and I remember as most of you may know, if not all of you may know, I grew up in Jamaica. And when I was a little girl, the way how I I saw um, technology just advancing and advancing was just out of this world. Because I remember we didn't even, at one point, we didn't even have a home phone, right? So I remember I used to walk with my mom. We had to walk to the phone booth when she wanted to make a call to someone, We had to walk to the phone booth, but I was a little girl and I still remember walking with my mom to the phone booth so she can make a call, okay? Then we got a home phone, right? Then cell phones came in. I think I got my first cell phone at some point in high school, okay? And so (laughs) it's like, but we, and we have come a far way. Now we have our iPhones and we have our, not only iPhones, but our smartphones. And, you know, so everything is like at our fingertips. So think about this. When we think about technology and the advances that we've made, what do you think? Do you think technology has strengthened connections or has technology weakened connections? Right? It's very interesting that sometimes even when I'm at a restaurant and you know I'm you know I'm having dinner and I will you know sometimes look around and I see you know sometimes couples and they're just like on their phone like you know, checking Instagram or checking Facebook. And I'm like, but you're at dinner, <laughs> you know? But it, but now this is almost becoming the norm, right? And even I'm, I'm also, um, I think I'm guilty of this too. For example, if I'm at a seminar, not all seminars, but if I'm at a seminar and if somebody's presenting and to be honest, my attention span, um, is not that great. Okay. So I'll be at a seminar and if, you know, then my mind starts to wander a little bit and then I have to check my phone. I'm like, hold on. Let me see if I got an email here or I have to respond to something. So it, it just, it, I think in a way technology um, may help us to disconnect from others, from feeling that connection. Because without a smartphone, I would still be there trying to understand what the seminar is about right and if we if we didn't have smartphones for the most part then i think a lot more people would be connected let's say at dinner at a restaurant 
so this is just my my take on it and i so i think and technology has strengthened connections in some way because you know i've been able to keep in contact with people um who i went to high school with people who i went to elementary school with people who i went to undergraduate um college with i've been able to keep in contact with them or see what they're doing or they've also been able to contact me see some of the things i'm doing so it has strengthened technology has strengthened but i think has weakened connections at the same time Another thing that I wanted to to talk about briefly. So, you know, when we're at the gym, you know, and we were talking about this, I was talking about this with someone over the weekend. Like when we go to the gym, you know, people are sort of doing their own thing. So they have their headphones in, like, don't talk to me. You know, I'm here to work out. I'm not here to make friends, whatever. Okay. So... But now there are workout programs and I actually saw an advertisement on TV the other day for a a specific workout program where you, you know, you can stream in online, you can, you know, attach, maybe attach some sort of meter to your body and then that sort of connects you with the the workout instructor which you're streaming um you're streaming into their session online they can tell how you're doing they can tell your heart rate they can tell if you're doing anything and they can they know your name for example so they can you know you can be working out in your living room looking at this this um this fitness program you're streaming in and you're working out and the instructor can say through through that platform say go Monique go Monique you're on top now I can see that you're working out and you're ahead of everybody so that to me was very interesting because now right and i'm talking about maybe some of the disconnect that we that may contribute to loneliness now you can even go to the gym without going to the gym and i found that very interesting so i'm like oh so now the gym is coming to me i don't have to leave my living room because now i can see other people working out the fitness instructor can tell me how i'm doing if i'm doing well if i need to work harder i mean this is just this is just amazing to me (laughs) it's just amazing to me right so i just want to say that technology may have a role in um in contributing to some of the disconnect that we see right but but another thing is that it has also perhaps strengthened some of the connections in which we have kept with um people who we have met years ago for example right so just something to keep in mind okay so before before I sign out, I wanted to talk briefly about uh, a, a, a research project that is that is being conducted. So did you know that people or scientists 
researchers, investigators, they are working on a pill for loneliness. A pill for loneliness. Okay, Dr. Stephanie, I think it's Catrupo. Um, I think her name is Italian. So Dr. Stephanie is a part of a research team that is working on a pill for loneliness, right? At present, there is no diagnosis per se or no treatment per se for feeling isolated or for feeling lonely or for feeling lonely that you will see for depression, for example, or for anxiety disorders, right? No diagnosis, no treatment for feeling isolated. However, they are working on a potential pill which targets the brain in the ways that chronic loneliness impacts the brain. So the way loneliness, chronic loneliness, chronic feelings of isolation, the way those impact the brain. So this research team led by Dr. Stephanie, they're looking at a potential pill to target the way in which loneliness targets the brain and to change that just fascinating fascinating and so um i'm going to sign out here because we're almost out of time but please follow up on the next episode where i'll talk more about this research that they're doing right to come up with a pill for loneliness and also i will talk about some of the resources that that you may access or that you may share with others or even to look out for for um to look out for from people who may be in your circle and who may be struggling with loneliness okay so we're going to address those two main issues in our next episode so thank you so much for listening in to dr mo speaks i am your host dr monique j brown and remember you can reach me by email you can send me an email at drmospeaks at gmail.com. You can check us out on the website, www.brownresearchconsulting.com. You can also find me on Instagram at drmjbrown, on Twitter at drmjbrown, on LinkedIn, Dr. Monique J. Brown, and there's also a Facebook page for Brown Research Consulting Inc. where you can also find me. So please, I would love to hear from you. Do you struggle with loneliness? Do you have suggestions for how to deal with loneliness? Have you, have you done certain things that have helped you through your loneliness? And you would like to share them with me so that I may share with my listeners. Please, it would be great to hear from you. Once again, thank you for listening in. And please join us for episode 7 where we have another um, episode addressing loneliness where we look more at the research and then we look at the resources that may help us to deal with loneliness. Thank you very much for listening in. Walk good. God bless.